this is Jordan Delvin, the import killer, the OTT world champion, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is the Raw Review. Raw. I'm your host, Corey Smith, in the Diamond Studio. Today, with me is my co-host, Jose Oseguera, City Wrestling J. If you are on Twitter, easy shortcut, CWR Jose. And you can find all of us at SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Also, you can find us across other fine podcast delivery applications, such as iTunes, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, and hopefully one day Spotify. I submitted our information for Spotify. Oh, nice. Okay. So they'll probably deny us because that's what apparently they do to everyone. Um, but we'll see what happens. Well, there's room now that Alex Jones got the boot. Yeah, we'll just look. Can we just have his slot? Yeah, just slide us in. Come on. Just not his fans, right? Well, I mean, we'll take some. We'll of them, take probably. the fans. Yeah, no sure. They can listen. Uh, but if you want to follow us on social media, guys, you could follow us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at CWR415. That's at CWR415. How are you today, Jose? Really, really good. I'm recouping from a little mini vacay. Oh, where'd you go? We, the family, we the packed fam- up fam- and fam- went to Santa Cruz. Oh, nice. The Santa Cruz Beach, Boar- Beach Boardwalk. In the warm California sun. Dun, dun, dun. Boardwalk. Nice. Good time. I've never been there in all my years. Did you in go San on any Francisco rides? Bay Area. I didn't go on any rides I wanted to, but the kids are still kind of small. Oh, okay. Uh, so, you know, we had to get on those baby rides. Yeah, yeah. The, any ride I would fit in. Okay, sure. There's <laughs> um the last time I went there, <clears throat> it was with one of my ex-girlfriends. And we had fun, like we went down for the day. But there was this one ride that you like, it, you know, those like it's kind of like a gravitron, yeah. But it like goes, it swings back and forth. Yeah, that's like and, at the main pier, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah right and then it the goes middle. like almost upside down while you're spinning. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. I hated that. Yeah, that's, that thing looks nuts. Uh, but my fondest memory of the Santa Cruz Beach Board Watch is they have these, <clears throat> they're like these cages, but they're like it's kind of like a carousel or like not a carousel, but um. Uh, the wheel, Ferris wheel, Ferris wheel, yeah. But it's like a, it's like you're in a cage, yes, and you can and it's like, kind of shaped like a person, and you could tilt you, yourself you can forward tilt and it stuff, and yeah. you can flip it around like uh, completely. Yeah, my dad would like. I was like afraid of it. I was like, no, 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 no. He would like turn us upside down, like hold us upside down, like <laughs> in the position. Yeah, like he knew how to control it. I'm like, uh, I, I hated it so much. Yeah, no, I, I saw it and I was like, no, 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 Dude, you're crazy. If I'm getting on this thing, no. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not fun. Like the, I'll get on the now. I'll just. I'm now. I'm afraid of the one that just goes across, the gondola. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm too heavy for that thing, and I'm gonna just snap it. When we first got there, <laughs> the <laughs> we went to uh, one of the little bumper cars, the mini bumper cars. Yeah, and the power went down. You know, it was ten o'clock in the morning, eleven o'clock in the morning. Uh, so we're like, okay, well, let's you know, let's walk down to see if there's anything else going. We look up on the gondola. People were stuck. The power went off for on the entire half. At least half of the boardwalk. What? So people were just chilling on the gondola, like, when's this gonna happen? When's this gonna move? I would take my vape pen out and just start hitting it. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was at least thirty <laughs> minutes before people got moving. Really? Yeah. Then we got to the end where the you know the gondola begins. It's not even that far up. You can just get a ladder and probably get them down. Yeah, you could. I yeah, and, and you know, at every pole, there's ladders going up there. Oh, yeah. So you know, some people could actually reach out and you know walk down. Yeah. But no, they just. Waited to restore the power. But while we were walking, I noticed, you know, the, the first people, when you get on the gondola, yeah, it's like, oh, it must suck to be you. The first, you know, you just got on. You just got you're on. You're maybe three feet off of the platform, and you're stuck. Yeah. Can't go back. Yeah. You're just stuck. 
And then like once it turns on, you have to go the entire yeah entire way around. Yeah. Or whatever. Oh man, good times. But deep fried Oreos they have there, right? <clears throat> deep fried Oreos, deep fried Twinkies, deep fried something else. I forgot what the last thing. No was. No butter, so, no deep fried butter there. I've ooh, never had that. No, right? no, but thank God. But they do have these uh, spiraled potatoes. Okay. So it's you know it, it's not curly but curly, curly fries. It's one whole curly potato on a stick. Yeah. So it's about a foot long. Yeah, I've seen that. I've never had it. Delicious. I think yeah, they put it through like a like a, a stringer or something like something. Yeah, like some contraption that cuts yeah. it up. And you have your own uh, condiments bar, so you could put whatever you wanted: some lemon, salt, some tapatios, hot sauce, sour cream, sour cream, cheddar cheese. I'm down with that. Uh, the top you know, the boring boring people would put ketchup sriracha, on it, but sriracha maybe. Sriracha sounds good. I like sriracha and mayo. Yeah, yeah, they sell that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, uh, um, like sriracha mayo. Yeah, I make it like all the time. It's like my only my only mayo I have now. Yeah, but, but it sucks when the potato is raw on the inside. Oh, was it raw on the inside? Especially in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, there we go. Our segue into Monday Night Raw, guys. This is Monday Night Raw, like you said, from Jacksonville, Florida, uh, for August sixth, twenty eighteen. Uh, what do you think of the show overall, Jose? Wow, this was uh. It, it was a hard week to watch. This was a tough. Yeah, this is tough to get through. Three hours of, ouch. Yeah, a lot of just. Okay, can we get through this? Yeah. Um, Paul ha- Paul Hagman had a segment tonight or last night that was, it was good, um, but like you know how, it's Paul Heyman. It was, and he's not in front of the fans. Yeah, and you know what I mean. It so. just felt off. Something off. I mean, great acting chops. Yeah. And how he got his eyes to go red like that, I will not know. Maybe he had allergies that day. I mean, it depends on where he was. He could have been in a state that had legal marijuana. That's true. That's true. And he could have just been taking a couple puffs beforehand. He goes, you know what? I'm good. Let's go. No Visine. Let's get it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but, it's, uh, yeah, I, it was it was a lackluster show, to yeah. say the least. Um, the one thing I do, I'm tired of, though, that Raw's doing is this. Somebody will come down to the ring, and then they'll cut to a promo by somebody who's completely different. Yeah. Like, let's say, you know, Dolph Ziggler comes to the ring, and then they'll cut to a promo of, like, Titus Worldwide. Yeah, and it's ruining cut- my notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it'll cut back to Dolph and whoever in a match. Yeah. And that's nothing to do with Titus Worldwide. Yeah, it was really strange. It, it happened, ha- like, three or four times. It happens every week now, and it's yeah. getting annoying. Yeah. Um, but Raw officially started off. Uh, Raw started off with a recap of the last events of the last week with Paul Heyman, Kurt Angle, and uh, Brock Lesnar. When Paul ha- Paul Heyman was pie faced by Brock Lesnar, um, Kurt Angle was f five by Brock Lesnar, and Bro- Baron Corbin was punked out by Brock Lesnar. Do you think we really need these recaps? No. Right? No. They, no. We have YouTube. Yeah. We have Hulu. We have DVR. And it's like you're probably watching last week too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I know there's a casual fan, but like, who? I don't know. I feel like how many people are really just turning on, and be like, well, what's going on here? Like, and ex- and like, especially like nobody's gonna turn it on from the very beginning. Yeah. Thinking, well, you know what? I'm gonna watch. I haven't watched this in a while. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, like, you always catch it in the middle. Yeah. You'll be like flipping channels, like, oh, wrestling. You know, yeah. like. I remember back in the day when I took a break from wrestling, I would just flip the channel. I was like, oh, wrestling's on. Yeah. Okay, I'll turn, you know, I'll turn back and forth. Yeah, no, like you didn't have that, that. that voice in the back of your head saying, oh, it's almost 9 o'clock. Time to put on wrestling. Yeah, 8 or 9 o'clock. Let's sit down and uh, watch the uh, beginning of Monday Night Raw so I know what happened last week. Yeah. No. 
Uh, but Raw officially kicked off with Kurt Angle and Constable Baron Corbin in the ring. My boy. Um, Doing things in 2018. Angle talks up Rousey and takes a shot. Um, uh, t- takes a shot at Brock Lesnar, kind of going on about how Ronda is the only um, the only UFC um, uh, was like the only UFC person in the back locker room that's willing to put in work. That wants to put in the work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. And kind of you know you know how he starts going into Brock, Brock has no class, and Baron Corbin's like, easy, calm <laughs> yeah. down. You want to go there? I'm gonna start telling mom. Yeah. And uh, apparently Paul Heyman's not fired because Kurt Angle's apparently a man of his word. Yep. Uh, he Apparently Paul Heyman did convince Brock to come down to the ring. That wasn't Brock on his own free will at all. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Roman Reigns' music hits. He comes out and he told uh, Kurt Angle, he, he, you should have known better, Kurt. When you kick the big dog out, there's no one to protect the yard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I hate the big dog gimmick. And I hate like on the shirt. Like he has a shirt. There's a giant dog on it. Did you see the graphic during the commercials oh, when they're God. promoting it? When it's they, like the dog and it's like biting at the yeah, screen. Yeah, man. It reminds me of those t-shirts from like the mid-90s. Yes. What the, were they? Top dog? Was it top dog or I big dog so. or something, something like that? Yeah, yeah. And But it was like always like a gangster dog or something like yeah, that. It was a pit bull it was with a pit, chains yeah. on his neck. Yeah. Yeah, spikes. And, and then sometimes like he'll be like hanging out with someone. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I think I've had a few of the shirts too because I was like... No, I was thug, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's you thug. know, we all were. You know, <laughs> eight, you know, Noe Valley Castro repping. Noe Valley uh, up in Noe Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, uh, so then, uh, like I said, Roman Reigns comes out, tells him, you know, you kicked me out last week. It was a big mistake, and uh, he kind of goes on to say, you know, I, I hope you kick Brock's ass at SummerSlam. And that's when Baron. Wow, that's a soundbite. Really unprofessional. Wow, it's funny because Baron took a second too. He like, he's like, I, I really hope you kick uh, Brock's ass at um, SummerSlam. And Baron's just like staring away for a second. Three, two, one. Wow, that's unprofessional. Like he like with full momentum was yeah. like, oh my cue, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so he kind of goes in and kind of he said he thought he thought Kurt Angle was being very biased about uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Um, Corbin goes off about how um, it shouldn't be Angle's show, show anymore, and he goes, "He, you just make the matches here, Kurt." And Kurt, you know, yeah. I, I do make the matches. I do make the matches. And Mom told me to keep special eye out on you. Yeah, so he makes the match. Since he does make the match, he uh, he makes the match right here: Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns. Uh, Corman. Oh, God. is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Reigns against uh, Corman. You're freaking right! I make the matches. Huh. Um, and he—it's funny—he rings the bell with no ref in the ring too. Yeah. So he rings the bell and that kicks off. So we have our first match tonight is Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. And, and funny, everybody flubbed lines in this segment. Oh yeah, nobody was prepared. No. Um, Either not prepared or they're just not very good on the mic. Yeah, I mean Roman. I think uh, Kurt is just—he's only good when he's angry. Baron is just, he's trying. He's hes trying. Yeah, well, I mean, and Kirk has, and, uh, has problems. And Roman's only good when he's like, I don't want to say like when he curses, but like you can tell like when he curses, he, and he's kind of a little bit more of a badass. Yeah. He comes off more authentic. Yeah. Like, you know, later in the night. Oh, well, we'll get there, but, you know, yeah, there yeah. was a point where he came off really authentic. Yeah, and Kurt's not good with names. No. I think he called Finn Balor, like, Flynn Baylor or something once. Oh, oh Finn, Finn Baylor. Yeah. Oh, Finn Baylor. Oh. Um, yeah, like I said, goes into our first match tonight. Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Roman hits a Superman punch. So I can pretty much get the match started. And there was a kick out by Baron Corbin. 
Uh, match goes through two commercial breaks. Yeah. A lot of rest holds, too. And even now, as we sit here talking about the match, mm-hmm. I still, all I hear is Corman, Corman, Corman. <laughs> Corman, Corman. And then there was a point, I think, uh, where uh, Coach kind of was like, I'm going to say my word of the night. And Graves started to cut him off. And then yeah. you could tell Coach got really mad. He's like, Graves just was like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you complained to mom too many times. Mm-hmm. I feel like coach goes to human resources too many times about the stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, he probably has a close relationship with Vince. He's like, look, Vince. Yeah. I'm tired of this guy beating up on me. Can you get him to lighten up? Uh, so Reigns gets, uh, kind of gets hypes up and goes for a spear. Uh, but Corbin rolls out of the ring and completely decides to walk away. I mean, he is the constable. Can't he just like call the match at that point? Yeah. Like he's like, I'm, I have power too. Yeah. Does, does he have power? Yeah, I he's felt like he did it. At, right? At, sometimes he did. Like I feel like yeah. can, I feel like he can buy stuff with company money, but he can't like make matches. Yeah, he has you the know? company credit card. Yeah, like he can go out and like buy the superstars all lunch. Yeah, um, but he can't like be like this match is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's I an win. extension, somewhat, of Stephanie. So he, he just you know he's a proxy. Okay, he lets her know what's going on, what's going on. Then he enforces her. He's her voice. Stephanie, I really think you should do this. And so the only way Stephanie, I mean, the only way Corbin can get things done is if Stephanie tells him to do this specific thing. Yeah, that's true. Get involved. So yeah. he gets involved. Cancel the match. Stephanie, to, per Stephanie, I'm here to cancel this match. He's probably like calling her all like, God, she's not picking up again. Yeah. Um, like I said, uh, Baron Corbin starts walking out of the ring and Finn Balor's music hits and... You know the man who was who beat Finn Balor what like last week on Raw was now scared of Finn Balor. Yeah, running away from him back into the ring. Um, that's when you know Roman Reigns hits a spear to Baron Corbin, pins a uh, Baron Corbin for the three count. After the match, Finn Balor does attack Baron Corbin. Hey, who's the heel? Um, you know, I I know, right? I always feel like WWE is like so backwards with like who's heel and who's face. Yeah, like like. Baron like is just some guy who like got a promotion and he's trying to do a good job and he's trying to do things by the books and yeah. like he's trying to be like hey boss I'm you know he's you- sucking up to the boss going by company rules exactly yeah. but but no the cool guy Finn Balor has is, to come in and he, beat him up yeah doing his and job. he's the face apparently yeah uh, hits a shotgun drop kick to the corner and then a coup de gras um, leaves him laying so yeah uh, you know I think we're gonna get that match at SummerSlam too right they announce it later in the night oh, for sure. Hey, that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a fun match to watch. Well, you knew it was leading up to this. Week after week, they're going after each other. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's come to a head. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Seth Rollins and Kurt Angle's office. Um, Kurt Angle. uh, wait, before this, we have nothing Uh-oh. but backstage segments with no segment at all. With just like a with bunch of like people like just Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey chopping it up with Natty. Yeah. And then it's uh, Bobby Roode getting getting his. A big ass blanket on. See, that's I don't even like remember that. Like I totally yeah. just like don't even. I'm like, yeah, they showed people. Yeah. Like uh, okay, if you if you say so. Like show me. I don't know. Just go to commercial at that point. Yeah. You know. And uh, also, is it just me or is Flowrider like the official SummerSlam music generator? Flowrider Pitbull does a bunch. Yeah. Like every SummerSlam, it's either oh. Flowrider Pitbull. Well, it's the same for WrestleMania too. And didn't they both do a song where they had like red light, green light? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So now it was like, that was definitely one of the WrestleMania ones from yeah. a couple so of years ago. Get ready for Sweet Sensation at SummerSlam. 
I don't even know what the song is. Sweet sensation oh, for that's right. Summer Slam. Oh, that's right. Because I, I, I started hearing it, and then like it's, I heard, it's just a good vibration. Yes. Oh, my God. They got Mark Your Mark. And I was like, wait, what? That's the song? I was like, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. Because I remember at one point they had um, Big Time for WrestleMania in New York. Yeah. Um, and I think it's by Phil Collins, right? Big uh, Time. Uh, way. I think so. Yeah. It. Oh, uh, no, uh, you're close. Genesis, uh, another, Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel, yeah. And they had that as a song in like 2000-something, so I thought, I was yeah. like, okay. But then apparently this song is a brand new song. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how these hip-hop artists are. They just, Yeah. Anyways. Uh, I love hip-hop, by the way. Just <laughs> Oh, no, you know, I get it. I get it. <laughs> But still, there, there's sometimes there is a lot of like these new, these new artists. I feel like, okay, because this is how I feel about hip hop or just music in general is that people back in the day, I feel like were influenced by other things and then did their own thing off of that. Sure. I feel like now artists, a lot of these artists are using wh- what they were influenced by, but doing the exact same thing. Like trying yeah, to be yeah. like, well, here's the thing there's a difference between sampling and looping. Yeah, when you sample something, you're just taking a small bite, and then you rearrange it and fix it, or not fix it, but you know, rearrange it and make it to your liking. Right, right. When you loop something, it's just the same thing, just looped. MC Hammer doing, you know, can't touch this. It's just uh, Super Freak on a loop. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, uh, Diddy when he did that, uh, every breath you take, it's every breath you take, mm-hmm. note for note. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so just yeah. with different lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but I mean. This song, I mean, it's it's probably a hit amongst some fans. So sure, the party fans in Florida, where Flo Rida is from, uh, yeah, we're either there or New York, where you know SummerSlam is going to be. Yeah, I wish I was going. <clears throat> yeah, me too. I mean, but it's all right. I'm going Survivor Series. I don't, I don't even want to think about that. Actually, <laughs> I just like okay. I'm going to War Games. So that's at least I'm going to War Games. There you go. Uh, so like I said next up we have Seth Rollins in Kurt Angle's office. Um. Hey, Kurt. How do I how do I eliminate Drew McIntyre if he's got Dolph Ziggler and Dolph Ziggler's got Drew McIntyre? Mm-hmm. And that's when Angle says, oh, "Well, if you want to take them both out, oh, fun tag team partner tonight, buddy." Yeah, and, and you know who his partner is going to be. Yeah, and well, that's when they they said it's going to be mystery partner, but that's when they cut into going. You know, Joel. Just you know who it's not going to be is Dean yeah. Ambrose. Who is still out, but he's pretty close to returning, apparently. Uh, he's uh, been pretty close for a while, right? Uh, well, there's rumors Meltzer's been talking about how he's Ambrose is probably a few weeks away. Oh, from coming wow. back. Okay, okay. Um, so maybe they're hyping that up, but you would think that if they, they're, they're, they're dropping his name to refresh the audience. We all know who Dean is. He was a WWE sure. champion. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, his music just needs a hit and it just needs to happen. Yeah. Not like this. Oh, well, it's not going to happen tonight. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, they do think we're dumb. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they're all dumb. We need to remind them who Ambrose is. We all put on a product they all hate, and then they do a podcast about it and still watch. <laughs> that's true. Uh, next up, we have uh, Bobby Roode versus. Oh my God, this is another <laughs> versus Mojo Raleigh. This is another one, man. Um, there was <laughs> there was a funny moment. Where Mojo had Bobby Roode in like a bear hug rest hold coming back from break. And he's like, does that feel glorious? Does that feel glorious? And I'm just like, what? Like, that's like the weirdest thing. I'd be like, I would look and be like, "Mm, my baby, it feels so glorious. You're like, whoa, dude. Like, (laughs) See, that's how you get out of a hold. You freak him out a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, But it was, it was, it was a match, you know. Um, blockbuster by Bobby Roode. Uh, eventually, there's a point where Bobby Roode jumps off the middle turnbuckle, only to get caught by Mojo. But Mojo 
gets transitioned by Bobby Roode in, um, onto his shoulders, but Gut Buster turned into a glorious DDT mm-hmm. for the win. So, I mean, yeah. I guess Mojo Raleigh just stays in the loser's locker room, man, with everybody else. Yeah, you know, this, the, the in-ring taunts bother me. He's just over the top with it. Always has been. A, a big talker in there. He's um, like, okay, yeah, he's like, I never do that on 2K games, only when I'm like... Like trying to like keep think something going, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. the only time I've ever hit the taunt button, like because before you would hit it and it would give you stamina, mm-hmm. but now when you hit it, it's, I don't even know what it does it now. Just does nothing. Yeah. So I just only time I've ever hit that is when I'm just trying to extend the match. Yeah. You know how Sting does that? Um, like woo. That. Uh, yeah. Like, like flexing. Yeah. And then bangs on his chest when he does that taunt in the game. Yeah. It's because the finisher's coming or because he's coming back on somebody, right? Right, right. So in the game, that's the only time I do it is when I'm coming back on somebody or the finisher's coming and I'm letting the crowd know. Uh, but yeah, to, this guy it's just too much. He well, you know, he does. Does that feel glorious? Does that feel glorious? Mojo, calm down. It does not feel glorious, yeah, okay? Somebody told him that wear down locks are the way to go for his character because that's all he was doing. And it went through a couple, couple commercial breaks, I think, too. At least yeah. one. It was just all rest holds. Too. And, oh, I know the, was it the first one? Um, there was, like I said, the first match went through. Oh, so they both went through two commercial breaks. Yeah, but I think, you know, they started the first commercial break Jesus at the very Christ. beginning of the match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Elias in his locker room. You know, he's filming. I guess he's filming another do- uh, documentary. Yeah, he wasn't happy with the first one. Wasn't happy. I guess they portrayed him as as aloof. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like an idiot, guys. Um, made him look stupid, silly, whatever. Um, the PA here is really stressed. He's like, oh, we we need to get the shot of you in the locker room. Mm-hmm. They're in the locker room. Yeah, like I. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe they hadn't filmed anything yet i don't know he's so he says calm down elias goes calm down calm down it's gonna be great i've already watched it in my mind seen it with my eyes all you need to do is keep doing your job and we'll be perfect that's what the pa was doing yeah he was saying like hey listen we need to do these shots yeah like elias needs to figure out what his role like i feel like with production you need to have like things labeled like who's doing what yeah exactly yeah it's not just like i'll take care of it you know, yeah. like when you work at a coffee shop or something. Uh-huh. So Elias needs to figure this out. He's talent, and that's it. Yes. So, I don't know. Um, next up, we have more Elias in-ring concert. Huge pop in his intro. Um, he comes out. He uh, has the documentary crew uh, doing the reshoot, like I said, because the the one on the Walk with Elias network got it all wrong. Yeah. Um, Greatest guitar player, by the way, in WWE history, in my opinion. Better but then than, again, better we, than the Honky Tonk Man. I, I don't remember seeing him ever play, but he yes, just had, yeah, he just had one. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett always just had one too. Yep, um, he was a singer though. Jeff, that Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. The rock, he maybe hit two chords. That's true. And you you know, Rock was just like there for weeks, like one, two, <laughs> yeah, three, yeah, four, dun, dun, you know, just yeah, like oh, yeah. uh, practicing every single day. Uh, but you know, Elias starts playing. Uh, but first, he like I said, he's directing the crew to orbit around him. As if he was the son of the WWE universe. Kind of rips on uh, Bobby Lashley a little bit more. You know, he says, yeah, go a little slower, guys. Just like, you know, Bobby Lashley did last week. Couldn't even remember yeah. the words of Rock. Yeah, yeah, that was a good line. That was pretty good. Um, and then uh, out, comes, uh, out comes Bobby Lashley. Who would have thought, right? Yeah. He comes out, he goes, hey, Elias, you better stop talking about me or 
or I'm going to make you you stupid, you, your crew stupid, and yeah. it's all stupid. I just, I'm sorry. I just every time Bobby Lashley opens his mouth, I'm just like, shut up. And it's Robo Bob. Yeah, and it's just like, and I, he and he's not a big guy, little voice type of situation, but his voice is just so whiny. Yeah. Like I'm just like shut up, dude, and I would never tell him to his face because he would, you know, It'll rip your arms apart. Well, yeah. I I could if like I was if I was a fan you and know? you were in the audience. Yeah, I'm like your boy sucks. He'd be like, okay, I'm doing. We should my do job. that. Get some, uh, you know, uh, entranceway tickets, and yeah. then when he comes out, be like, dude, get better on your promos. Sound more aggressive. You sound like a nerd. <laughs> He's like goes home and cries, and then his sisters beat him up some more and yeah. tie him out in the woods. That fan was right, Bobby. Get more aggressive. Um, yeah, and then eventually, uh, um, Elias kind of uh, says, "You know, all right, we're we're gonna we're gonna leave." You know, um, that's when he grabs a PA's clipboard and throws it at Bobby Lashley. Throws the list of PA at Lashley, and uh, Lashley gets the upper hand and calls the documentary crew back into the ring to film to direct them to film the the vertical standing suplex. Yep. He hits one on Bobby or Elias, and uh, yeah, this reeks of WCW revenge. Not saying that Bobby Lashley it was in WCW or anything, but you, you remember when uh, WC, uh, WWE absorbed all those WCW wrestlers and just buried them? Yeah, it kind of feels like they're doing this to Bobby because really? I kind of feel that all this stuff that he's getting over on Elias is going to prove negative for him at SummerSlam. Oh, you think Elias? Elias hasn't had a win in a while. So. Yeah, and he's getting beat up a lot right now. Maybe pre SummerSlam. I mean, that's the thing, man. Is they always kind of go back and forth and like with the fifty fifty. No, I mean like with what? Like not every wrestler in is wrestling is like I want to be the Universal Champion. Yeah, like there are people that legit like that who are like I want to be main eventing WrestleMania, mm-hmm. holding that title up. You know? Yeah. And you know whatever, but I feel like there are people who are like I'm. Very, I do this very well. I just want to make money, mm-hmm. um, and like there, that's part of the business is to put people over too. Yeah. So maybe Lashley's cool with it. Maybe Lashley's like, dude, I don't care. Like I put over everybody. Like uh, that's my paycheck. Cool. Right yeah. on. Like you're not gonna lower it if I lose. Cool. Right on. You know. Yeah. So it really depends on. So who I they mean, are. back to back that he's gonna put over Roman, then he's gonna put over Elias. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I next think week. he is. I think next is. week's the go home show before SummerSlam. So, yeah. Uh, but you know, two weeks in a row, Bobby got the advantage. So if we see maybe this one week, Elias take the advantage. Mm-hmm. I could easily see him going unexpectedly and winning at SummerSlam. He would have to cheat to win, though. Like he would have to hit him with a guitar. Of course, but yeah. we already saw that he no sold the guitar shot. So what's that matter? That's that's true. It is Bobby Lashley. Uh, next up, we have a shot of Mick Ziggle-Wiggles, the team of Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre backstage, reminding us of the tag team match with them and Seth Rollins and the mystery partner later tonight. And just, Oh, this is where they mentioned Ambrose. <clears throat> next up, we have Seth Rollins backstage with Tyler Breeze. CrossFit Jesus. He, well, we, <laughs> he said, you're CrossFit Jesus. I'm Tyler Breeze. We could be CrossFit Breezes. Breezes. That's nice. Um, he, he's like, and he's like, okay, now let's do this before I change my mind. And Tyler Breeze holds out his fist yeah, to kind of yeah. do this uh, shield bump. And that's when Roman Reigns walks in. Ah, and ruined a very good thing. Hey, Seth, are you serious about this? No, I'm not serious about it. Are you guys trying to make the show new and refreshing? He, Screw that. He, I'm here. Exactly, right? And he goes, he says, like, well, everyone wants to be a part of the shield. And that's when they, he fist bumps Roman. He's like, I got you tonight, bro. 
and he kind of lowers uh, Tyler Breeze's fist. Yeah, I thought it would have been kind of funny if, uh, especially if they, that would elevate Tyler Breeze. Totally. Not to a singles career, but like, if you put him in that kind of tag team match, when Fandango comes back, you know, it makes them look more, like more credible for Definitely, sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, man, it's WWE. Yeah, let's just use them as a comedy segment and call it a day. Yeah. Um, so it looks like Roman Reigns will be the tag team partner of Seth Rollins. Next up, we have Razor of the Authors of Pain versus Titus of Titus Worldwide. Yeah, Titus, I have a bone to pick with you, buddy. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Um, I mean, it really wasn't much to this match, I felt like. Um, there was a point where Akam distracts Titus. Titus gets uh, hit with a big boot by uh, Razor, uh, followed by Spinebuster. Pin Razor goes over Titus. Yeah. Um, you know, Titus is a... a- a veteran, and he was the general in that ring last night. Right. He was, you know, calling out the moves. He was doing all the, you know, general things that he does. But for him to take those bumps the way he did, and his even his offense looked horrible. Uh, that boot he took to the chest looked yeah. just amateurish. Well, he's, he's not a – I mean, you're right. He's a veteran. But, I mean, he's not – yeah. It's not like he performs every week, I know. But you know they've been they've been protecting well, he, he him. He probably the performs every weeks. week, you know, on house on yeah. shows and stuff. Like that. You know, in the last couple of weeks on TV, they've been protecting him, and he right. was the reason why uh, worldwide kept losing was because he wasn't let, given the chance to get involved into the matches. Yeah, yeah exactly. And now he gets his chance one on one with Razor, and he just looked lost out there. Yeah, it, it, it's it's puzzling to figure out what they're doing with Titus Worldwide. Yeah. Um, yeah. And their whole tag team vision is just weird. He's a good mouthpiece. Yeah, definitely. I, I I always wondered what he did better, if he was better just as a mouthpiece or as a wrestler. Um, because remember there was that point where he was like running Titus Worldwide, but he wasn't yeah. wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would just have other people go out there. Like he would manage Akira Tozawa or yeah. manage, you know, Apollo Crews. Right. So hmm. we'll see. Uh, next up we have... oh. Oh, a little break from Monday Night Raw. The Kevin Owens Show. Uh, this is Kevin Owens' segment. I think he's had this before on Monday Night Raw back in the past. Yeah. It, it seems pretty In the funny. ring, but this time they have it... On the stage, or next to the stage. Next to the stage to the side, on it, the DiBiase stage, as we like to call it. Yeah, yeah. it looks like the also the stage that like when when Vince was like calling people to win a million, million dollars or something, so yeah. then the lights fell on him or yeah. something. Let's call it the gimmick stage. Yeah, the gimmick stage. Yeah, exactly. And his guest at this time, Mr. Jinder Mahal. Is it just me or I'm starting to really like this guy? Shanti. Yeah, maybe I'm just using my Shanti a lot, and I'm really well, that's, that's relating what I was to about. this guy. That's what I was talking about earlier, has how in WWE, heels are faces and faces are heels. Yeah. This guy is just like coming out like, hey... Like, everyone needs to calm down, mm-hmm. like, be peaceful. If you center yourself, you can win matches, finally. I know. Um, so his guest, uh, Jinder Mahal, uh, Kevin Owens, uh, hasn't been so relaxed. Or he said he, he's been a little relaxed lately, thanks to Jinder and his uh, his mantra, Shanti. Um, Owens, uh, now he can wake up without any pain in the morning. He can pick up his daughter. He can play yeah. with his kids. I was like, what? The, what is he like? A ther- is he like physical therapist now? Yeah. Is that gender? Is he like like a massage therapist? Or like, is he throwing a he comes DDP out, under the bus? He comes out with like the table. He's like, lay on the table. Mm-hmm. I will bend your arm this way. Yeah. Shanti. Um, and then every time uh, Jinder Mahal would try to talk, Kevin Owens would just cut him off. Yeah, what the F? And uh, he says, you know what we need tonight? We need to see Jinder Mahal versus Braun Strowman again. And, huh? and they were like, and that's when Jinder was like, no, no way. 
Um, but then the, something happened. It seemed like the stage started to move. <sighs> and Braun Strowman, with the help of nothing else, flips over the stage in his own pure might. Yeah. He was bench pressing the gimmick table. I mean, it really depends on like the leverage of the table. If they were smart about it, he probably could have flipped it over on his own. Yeah. Um, but I doubt he did. Because it like kind of bumped up at first. Uh-huh. And then, I don't know. Well, what they were on they were on the side that was lifted up at first, and then they moved towards the the opposite edge. Okay, and that let him flip it over. Okay, he's like, "Move to the side, guys!" Like, oh, sorry. yeah, <laughs> sorry, Braun. We know you're just trying to do your job. Um, yeah, and that's when Braun. Uh, you know, yes, we we have Braun flipping over the stage, and I guess we have a match coming up: Jinder Mahal versus Braun Strowman. How did that match get set up again? Uh, just Ko talking. Yeah, Ko said it happened. Ko it happens. Set it up. Apparently, that's what you do. Is you say, like, I can be like, hey, Jose, you have a match against somebody from another podcast today. And you'd be like, yeah. wait, what? And, yeah. and then they just come out and like, yeah, we're having a match. It's official. He has more power than Constable Corbin. Hey, man. Um, so like I said, this is, I mean, this is the uh, same match we had from last week, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens trying to steal the briefcase yet again of Braun Strowman. Um, Braun catches up to... Um, Catches up to Kevin Owens, and that's when Jinder catches up to them. And Braun uses the briefcase because yeah. uh, on Jinder Mahal. I mean, I think it was out of uh, out of instinct. It was in his hands. Yeah, he oh, he didn't rip it off of. No, he, he like didn't he, hit him by accident. No, he actually he hit like him, right? hit him. Yeah, because yeah, okay. it was just in his hands. Yeah, um, and Jinder Mahal wins yet again over Braun Strowman. Um, uh, sure. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> it's just showing every week, you know, how he yeah. can lose that briefcase. I don't think he's going to lose that briefcase at this point. I man. wanted him to, but it doesn't look like he will. Yeah. I think he's being used as like the safe bet. Like if Roman Reigns wins the title at SummerSlam yeah. and everyone just shits on it, yeah, it's Braun, yeah. and then Braun yeah. will come out. Yeah. But if people get somewhat of a positive reaction for Roman, Braun won't come out. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're going to say, "Just be ready." Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the fight continues. Um, that's when Sunil Singh tries to take the money in the bank briefcase and receives one hell of a big boot from Braun Strowman. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know why he was trying to take the briefcase. Um, eventually, Owens and Jinder Mahal get away. So live to fight another day. These two. Yeah. Uh, the, the peace this- guru and the guy who just wanted to be friends with somebody. Yeah. The heels of WWE, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it sounds. Um, so next up we have, uh, uh, uh we, oh, we have a, did you know social media dominance? WWE has more IG followers than MLB. Blah, 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 blah. Again, last time was social. Well, the first time was Facebook. The second time was all social media. And then the third time this week is Instagram. I might quit doing this segment in all. I think I had enough. Oh, okay. Sorry, I was just looking at a, a, a voicemail and it said, I owe money to someone. Oh. I don't know who it was. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, this is a... Uh, wait, what, which one were we talking about again? The Oh, the Day Do Know segments? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was lost. Um, yeah, they're dumb. They're stupid. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing every week, too. Yeah. It's like, oh, d- come on. Like yeah, like you said before, last week, give us something interesting. Yeah, next next week it's going to be, uh, we got the most likes on Twitter you know, compared like, to the NFL, which is, you know. We have more likes than City Wrestling Radio. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, we have three. Yeah. And Ooh. they mention all sports uh, channels and uh, organizations, but then they throw HBO in there. Yeah, fuck Game of Thrones. Ooh, yeah, okay. Like, all right, Vince, okay. sorry. <laughs> 
Um, and like I said, next up we have uh, we have Cor- uh, Baron Corbin delivering a phone call to Kurt Angle, and this is with with Mom Stephanie McMahon. Yep. And he, hey, here you go. You're not gonna like this. <laughs> and I don't heard something like that. And you know, Kurt Angle, huh? I'll take care of it, Stephanie. Yes. What could it be? What could it be? Uh, next, we have up uh, Drew and Dolph versus Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Drew and Dolph come out to the ring. That's when it cuts backstage to Roman and Seth walking up to the ring. Okay, so I see you fast-forwarded exactly what I fast-forwarded. Uh-oh. That's the Graves-Roman segment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I fast-forwarded. I didn't watch one second of that. Yeah, there, that dude, I can't take that crap. Like I, I was even thinking about, like when I was fast-forwarding it, I was thinking, I was like, should I watch this? But like, what is he going to say? Like, like I, I'm the uncrowned champion. Like, okay, Brock is never here. Let's just guess what he said. Okay, I'm, I'm guessing it was something along the lines of, you know, like <sighs> Brock is never here. Mm-hmm. I'm the uncrowned universal champion. <clears throat> that guy's a punk. Um, and for what? He's just gonna go back to UFC anyway. This is my yard. I'm the big dog. Rough, rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. I think you hit all the talking points. That's probably what it was. Um, Corey Graves just probably just Roman. What you know? How do you feel about you know what some BS? Yeah. How how much does it really bother you that he's a part timer? It like, bothers me a lot. It bothers me every day I wake up. That <laughs> bitch got it coming to him. Oh, and that's how the segment ends. Uh, but like I said, uh, this is uh, Roman and Seth coming out to the ring, and then that's when Kurt walks up to the Roman and Seth and tells Roman Reigns that he is not allowed to compete because Stephanie does not want to risk risk the main event of SummerSlam um, by letting Roman compete twice in one night, which he's done like the past three weeks in a row. <laughs> Thank anyway. you, Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Like we did not want to see Roman wrestle twice. Yeah. Um, and that's when, so then remember I told you how Roman acted like kind of real for a moment. Mm-hmm. And that's when, so this is right here when Seth Rollins is like, I'll go take care of it, Roman. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, go have a two-on-one match, I guess. And he looks at Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's holding, like, holding his ribs the entire time. Yeah. And he looks at Baron and goes, how are your ribs doing? What do you mean? And like punches Corbin yeah, in the ribs. That was nice. Yeah, and he said, what he says, like, he says, hey, man, are your ribs all right? He punches him in the ribs. He goes, yeah. And he walks away because you could tell he was excited. He goes, Whoo, yo, get a trainer. <laughs> Someone got to look at them ribs. Because, <laughs> like, it was, he seemed like, because like, the Usos are his cousins, right? Yeah. He actually he came off like an Uso for a second. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, all right, right on, man. I can get behind that, Roman. Yeah. Like an Uso Roman. Like, pair him up with the Usos, man. Like, have a new shield, like a like an anti shield. Yeah. You know, have him and the Usos just like family lineage. Yeah, that'd uh, be fun. Something like that. Yeah, to have them get into new feuds, different three ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next up, we have Drew and Dolph versus Seth Rollins in a two-on-one handicap. I can't wait till match. Drew goes single. <clears throat> I can't wait until yeah, yeah, like real single. Like he's a, he's a one hell of an athlete. Yeah, I can't wait till Dean Ambrose comes back. Yeah, um, they fans were chanting for Dean Ambrose the entire time. We want mm-hmm. Ambrose, mm-hmm. Uh, but no Dean Ambrose. Uh, McIntyre almost drops Rollins on on his head at a certain point. Yeah, that was a little scary. When he was supposed to catch him. Yeah. Um, but he protected him. Yeah, no, he he protected him. He almost dropped him, but yeah. Um, Dolph and Drew are dominating Rollins pretty much the entire match. Eventually, Rollins is able to dodge everything that's thrown at him. Um, 
you know, he uh, gets the buckle bomb on Ziggler, super kick to Rollins by Dolph Ziggler, and Ziggler gets the pin on Rollins. Yeah, I, I was waiting for a surprise. I don't know what kind of surprise. You know, the wrestler we haven't yeah. seen in a while, maybe an NXT call-up, something. Jason I was for Jordan, something. yeah, something like something. that. Something. Uh, but no, we just get And I thought that would have been funny because Jason Jordan's been gone for a while. Everyone yeah. hated Jason Jordan. Mm-hmm. And he was his partner for, you know, like I said, he was his partner. Yeah, that's right. So Didn't they win the belts and then they lost the last yeah, week? Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so if you had him come out and be like, hey, I'm here, you know, yeah. and then they still lose. Well, not even, a, you know, just run in. Oh, yeah, that would have been great if he ran in, did a couple suplexes, and then got caught with like a big boot by McIntyre. Uh, yeah. And One, then, two, three, it's over. You oh, lost for us, kid. Even, even then, I would have ta- taken that over what actually happened. Yeah. It was like really dead and flat. Yeah, it was just a. Uh, it was a pretty much handicap match where you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I, I like the wrestling. I like oh yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Especially between him and uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know Drew McIntyre is one hell of a wrestler, and so is Seth Rollins. Drew or Dolph Ziggler is too. I, I don't sure, want I'll to. give him his props, but you know he's 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 worn out he, his he, tread. He, he has a certain style. You know, he has a very. Uh, I don't want to say safe style specific. Uh, yeah, it's um, he, he hits he hits all his notes. Yeah, you yeah. know we'll say it like that. Yeah. Next up, we have uh, the B team with their new theme song. Did you hear this? Uh, yes, the, yes. Wait, hold on. This B yep, team versus yes, revival. Yes, it sounds very Varsity Club. It reminds me of the Spirit Squad. Ooh, Spirit Squad. I I thought it was very their uh, their not their dads because. Wait, was he in? I'm trying to remember if Kurt Henning was ever in the Varsity Club, and I don't think he was. I don't know. Was there something called the Varsity Club? I don't know. Oh, okay. Back in NWA days, Mike Rotunda, Barry Windham, they were. Oh, and the Steiner brothers. They were part of the Varsity Club. So oh, these sense. are all the like brothers. amateur wrestlers. Yeah, and they all rock their you know Letterman jackets, and they were you know the Varsity Club. Kevin Sullivan was their manager. Oh, well, uh, you see, it's been different uh, incarnations, but the main ones were, of course, uh, Mike Rotunda, Daddy Wyatt, hey, and man, Barry Wyndham. I think that's Uncle Wyndham. Barry, Wyatt, Barry Wyndham. The... Is it? When I don't know. I think so. Barry Wyndham. I think like he might be like Uncle. There per marriage every, or something. Everyone wrestling business is like related or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think like maybe Barry Windham married Mike Rotunda's dad, like uh, you, sister or something. Like you know Tessa Blanchard. You know her dad's totally Blanchard, yeah. but her stepfather is um, um, Magnum Magnum TA. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, holy crap, dude! Like, of yeah. course you're gonna be a wrestler. Um, but yeah, no. It, the the song, this new B B team song, it sucks. It I mean it fits them, but it yeah. sucks. Wasn't it like B team? BT, <laughs> yeah, and they would hold up their fist and come out to the ring. Um, next, or uh, the referee hurried this match from the jump. You hear him when they're in the ring. He was like, uh, "We gotta go, come on!" Really? Yeah, and you could tell like the match was a little bit rushed, and the uh, wear down moves were very limited. Okay, uh, but this is B team versus Revival. The Revival isolating Bo Dallas most of the match. And then all of a sudden, Bray Wyatt's uh, screen effects kick in, yeah, and then kicks back in, and Bray and Matt are on the on each team's um, respective corners, yeah, you know, reaching out for a tag. Cool. Yeah, I thought that was actually kind of cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's when because at a certain point you're thinking it's like Scott Dawson and Bo Dallas are in the ring. It's like they have to kind of team up together to fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Not necessarily, but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's how it, it how that's how they would have to get out of it. And that's when Bray and Matt attack uh, both men in the ring. And uh, yeah, next week I guess we're gonna have a a triple threat tag team match yeah. for and the uh, Raw tag team titles. And the leaders are heels now. I suppose. Well, B, yeah. B teams are the ultimate faces. Yeah. They're like stupid face. Yeah, you know and I mean? we have a heel move last week and a heel move this week for the deleters. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Well, Matt Hardy, man, I feel like they need to lose. Matt Hardy needs to just—he's hurt, man. Yeah, uh, you know what? It, on Twitter, he seems to be like uh, giving out a message, like he's almost done, like he's doing. Well, did you hear? Did you hear the video he posted? Uh, it was—it was a video of him and and you know that move him and. Jeff do or yes 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 with yes, the leg yes, drop he does a leg drop and yeah, he does a swanton uh-huh. um, so apparently because of that move his bones are fusing together like yeah. his spine and his hip bone hip bone are yeah. fusing together and so he can't walk so as well maybe this is the reason why my spine and my hip are fusing together I was yeah. like whoa no wonder you're hobbling along <laughs> yeah so I think they're looking for a reason to write him off yeah I mean I think he's looking for a reason to get out of, out of it you know yeah yeah he needs to retire uh, hopefully he has money saved up I mean, he probably does. I mean, look at this compound. Open That's a wrestling nice academy. Mm-hmm. He could probably open one in his compound. Yeah, and, all, he's, and he's great on the mic. He could just turn into a... How all those North... Where is he from? North, North Carolina. How about North Carolina? Or South Carolina. No, he's from the Carolinas. He's from North Carolina. Okay. Just from Carolina. Um, let's see. Where are we at? Um, next up, we have... Oh, this is the actual good segment of the night. Uh, Paul Heyman with Renee Young at some sort of interview somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, filmed sometime. Um, Paul Heyman, they're kind of asking him about what happened about last week. Where does he stand with Brock Lesnar? Um, Paul Heyman very, seems very distraught. Eyes are, like I said, bloodshot red. Looks like he's been disheveled for a week. Looks like he hasn't shaved for a while either. Yeah. Um, and he starts. He seems a little scared to talk because he says, you know, you know, we shouldn't be asking me. Brock's going to be mad about this. She, she shouldn't be asking me these questions. Mm-hmm. She was asking questions like, how do you think Brock feels? You know, are you friends with... She said, are you friends with Brock Lesnar? And he said, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, I am. I am a friend of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, I mean, it was good, but. <clears throat> yeah, I like this. I like the, I like where this is going, I guess. I like it. I liked his acting. He acted his balls off. Is Heyman going to screw Brock? On? No. No. No, um, I don't think so. I, I I think okay. You know what? I think what will happen. I think he, Brock will try to screw Roman, and he'll be like, Hey, like, okay, like, let's say he hit, like, the referee gets knocked out, and Brock hits Roman with the title belt or a chair, oh. and then the referee's in the ring, he says, Heyman, throw the ref back in, and Heyman just, like, shakes his head no. Yeah. Like, he doesn't screw Brock, but he... You know, doesn't help him either. But he doesn't help him screw yeah. anybody else. I could also see this doing a complete 180, and he's, ha, 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 fooled you. Like, he doesn't come out to the ring with Brock at all. Oh, okay, yeah. And then later on, he comes out in one of those pivotal moments where... Yeah. Is he helping Roman? Is he helping Brock? Ha, ha, ha. He gives the chair to Brock. Yeah. Lays out Roman. Yeah, because the whole interview he was giving, he was, you know, what is he saying? Something like, you know, me me and Brock, we've always been best friends. You know, we, our kids were friends together. Yeah. Um, we, we've always envisioned riding off into the sunset together mm-hmm. with the, the WWE Universal Champion in one arm yeah. and the UFC Heavyweight Champion in the other, which is kind of weird, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So it is what it was. It was an interview with um, Renee Young and Paul Heyman. So. Yeah. Next up, we have the Riot Squad versus the uh, the Boss and Hug Connection. Um, <clears throat> Sasha and Liv Morgan kind of start things off. 
Really not much of a match. I feel like Liv and Sarah would have benefited greatly from spending more time in NXT. Yeah. Um, because they, Sarah more than Liv. Yeah. Yeah. They, But they both, man. Yeah. I think Liv has had more time in in the ring on Raw, though, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Sarah, Sarah, I, Sarah, Sarah Logan. Logan. Yeah. Maybe she's getting more experience on the house shows. Yeah. Because I've only seen her on TV actually wrestle maybe twice total. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, eventually, Bailey throws Liv Morgan outside the ring, and uh, she goes for a move. And oh no, some uh, a mysterious person in a hoodie pulls Liv Morgan out of the way. Yeah, Rick Rude. Yeah, revealing herself to be no, not Rick Rude, but another another double R though. Ruby Riot, sneaky, sneaky is, sis. She's back, and it, it felt felt refreshing to see it her did. bad. Nice. It was, it was good, good to see her, and she looked she looked good. She looked fit, man. Yeah. You know, she's been doing that. I think she does a lot of CrossFit like Seth Rollins does. Mm-hmm. So, hey, man, that's the thing nowadays. Yeah. And you notice that they're, they're kind of moving a little bit away from the best friend angle, quote unquote, best friend mm-hmm. angle. Yeah. Uh, and this is just perfect timing. Yeah. To erase what we saw in the last couple of weeks. This makes the match, take, it takes the story of the match to a different direction. Yeah. At least we'll and, get Ruby Wright in a match next yeah. week. And um, yeah, two thumbs up. Um. And eventually, uh, you know, with um, with the distraction going on outside, Sasha gets distracted, and Liv Mor- or Sarah Logan rolls up Sasha Banks for the pen. Yep, one, two, three. One, two, three. Next up, we have our main event of the night. We have Alicia Fox versus Ronda Rousey, and they were playing this up. Like, I mean, it's cool that they played it up. It's their main event of the night. Yeah. Like they were playing Alicia Fox up like this. Like this, like this, per, like the legend, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. like she was the sting of the women's division mm-hmm. when really she's just kind of been there. Yeah, she just kind of drifted while everybody was getting either too old or too divish, or she was just there. Yeah, and, and she just kind of coasted. Yeah, and now she's she's she used to be in the diva era, and now she's kind of finding herself in the, like women's, the women's revolution. revolution. Era yeah. and she's like, "Whoa, this is new territory. What's going on? What's going to happen?" And I'm sure the writers are like, "What are we going to do?" Okay, hey, well, let's her. Bump her she, up. She's been there for a long time. It's yeah. really hard for a lot of people to stay there for that long. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Especially yeah. women. Yeah. So you have people like her. You know, the Miz has been there for a long time. Yep. Um, there, but there's some people you start to see. Like, I wonder how good she is, or, or how close she is with Vince. Mm-hmm. And I mean that, and I don't want anyone to take me wrong. No, no. I mean no. Yeah, that yeah, as yeah. in like, how close is the Miz with? Vince as yeah, well. I'm sure. Like buddy, buddy, not yeah. in any other way. No, I'm sure Vince gets invited to a lot of, well, let's just say I'm, sh- I'm sure Miz gets invited to a few McMahon parties. You saw that picture of Vince I sent you guys? Yes. Was where, uh, so there was a Make-A-Wish Foundation, and one of the kids' Make-A-Wish was to visit the um, the WWE headquarters and mm-hmm. to visit the the gym where Vin- when Vince was working out and to sit. The performance in center. And to sit in, no, well, not the Oh, perform- no, the, the actual Connecticut the a- gym. Yeah, this is the actual Connecticut gym inside okay. the, off- uh, the yeah. main offices yeah. where it has all like the lights, like the 1980s lights. Yeah. And he goes in for a fist bump with Vince and Vince is like, ah, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. Boom, okay, yeah. there. He was totally prepping for the... And he did. It's funny because he's like, I hope you had fun. He sent out a tweet. He's like, I hope you had fun. And I hope you had fun sitting in my chair. And like there, yeah, there was a picture of him sitting in his chair, so you can tell Vince was like a little pissed off about it. Uh-huh. But whatever, that was a dig. Yeah, I hope you had fun sitting in my chair. Uh, but like I said, Alicia Fox, they were building her up like total a uh, a woman's a woman's legend in the WWE. When like I said, she's just kind of been there. Um, Charlie's interviewing both Alexa and Alicia before the match. 
Alicia says that even though Ronda Rousey is a UFC Hall of Famer, she still, and I quote, still was not the captain of the women's Raw team for Survivor Series. Good, good point. Hey, you know what? That's the best damn point Alicia Fox has said in a long time. Um, eventually, uh, you know, Ronda comes out. Well, well, that's when Alexa gets like she gets all serious. She's trying to say, oh, thank you, Alicia. For making for you know if it wasn't for you and I'm sure she's paved the way in some ways yeah, yeah you know in some ways I I don't know how I mean I don't know I don't know how um like she, she was there like I'm sure she maybe she's done something in the back you know, uh, well, she, to be vocal about is women. she the first woman of color to win the Divas Championship I don't think she ever won the Divas Championship oh she didn't I, I thought she had it for like maybe she, a week maybe she did I don't know we have to go look in in the archives um so eventually um. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, Ronda Rousey comes out, and there's an intense stare down. Um, Alexa tries to distract Ronda, but Natty stops her from distracting. Yeah. Alexa and Natty get into a brawl on the outside, which distracts Ronda nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and that's when Alexa trips Rousey. Um, I wrote, for some reason, I wrote, run, Foxy, run. Apparently, Ronda Rousey. Oh, well, Ronda Rousey was throwing her around like a rag doll at a certain point. Oh, but yeah. It- like that's when like wrestling looks like it hurts. Dude, I was looking at that and I'm like, somebody's gonna get hurt. She's gonna hurt somebody someday. And it's Especially since it's Alicia Fox, and I'm like, I worry yeah. like how well she could take a bump, like yeah. and all the different type of bump. Yeah, and you have someone that's like new versus someone that's probably not like the best. Well versed. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well versed in her skills. So. Yeah, because uh, the one suplex, the Rousey uh, suplex uh, that she did, she uh, Alicia landed on her side, like on her shoulder mm-hmm. and on her hip. So mm-hmm. that looked bad. And then all those judo takedowns. Yeah. Those were just vicious looking. And I could see an arm snapping, dislocating, an elbow popping. Uh, yeah, just by falling on the arm wrong, you know? Yeah, or, or the, the way she drags you over her shoulders, you know, she could hold on just a little bit too long, and your arm just pops well, out of socket. It doesn't look like wrestling. It, it looks doesn't. like legit yeah. fighting. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. it looks, with wrestling, it looks like, some, sometimes you'll see people, and it's like, they're doing a powerbomb, you can tell the person's like helping them out with leverage yeah. and all yeah. that. Rousey's just throwing this girl around yeah. like it's nothing. Uh-huh. Like it's like, go ahead, um, Alicia Fox, just be dead weight. Mm-hmm. And Rousey will take care of the rest. It, it looks like one of those uh, like judo instruction videos that you see on YouTube of the old man like, okay, come at me. And then he takes over, like, t- takes down like five uh, guys coming at him. My name is Sensei Dan. Yeah. And I will take on five people at once. All right, go. Yeah. yeah. Here at Rex Kwando, we use the buddy uh, system. No more flying solo. Oh, what was that, what, that was that uh, Danny McBride movie, right? Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, was that? Okay, yeah. you're right. No, there was another movie where. Uh, Danny McBride was like a kung fu instructor, uh-huh. but it was like very kind of like that Rex Kwando ish. Yeah, well, who was that? Oh God, it was a weird. Uh, it was gonna. It, it was gonna a hit weird, me as soon as I walk out the door. Weird comedy watch. indie movie. Yeah, uh, but eventually Ronda Rousey gets the armbar on Foxy, and Foxy taps out immediately. Um, that's when even that happened. looked bad. Not bad. Well, because the it, way it she looked, applied it. Yeah, she looked like she was about to break her arm. Yeah, like I know she bent it right at the elbow and it was fine, but she was like trying to find her wrist somehow. Mm-hmm. And I, I just imagine her grabbing her by the wrist the wrong way, falling back and just pow! Oh no! Watch, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh well. Um, after the match, Charlie tries to interview Ronda Rousey, but Alexa Bliss like tries to attack Rousey, but in like the weakest way possible. Like yeah. she slaps the back of her head. Yeah. 
Like it really did seem like that. And then she yeah. got away after Rhonda tried yeah. to toss and then her. Then Cole goes, "What are you doing?" Then you see Rhonda mouth, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it was kind of like, "What? What are you doing?" Yeah, because like like I said, she like slapped the back of her head. Mm-hmm. So that was Monday Night Raw. Um, it was what it was last yeah. night. Yeah. Um, pro- like I said, probably the best part of the night was um, Paul Heyman. And that's yeah, uh, a Elias for me was a highlight. Okay, Elias. Yeah, it was good. Um, uh, Elias is always good. But I feel like Elias, I, he's just getting, like, he's fun. No, he's funny. I like him. Yeah. He says, like, the things he says, like, he does the whole, like, song every time. Yeah. But sometimes he doesn't do a song, and, like, he just, the things he says is pretty, like, they're kind of on the same level as like The Rock when The Rock was a heel. I feel like you're not well, like, uh, not like the drop you know on your you know Rudy Tootie Candy ass, but like yeah. at the same time like starts saying things like, "Well, this this crowd is terrible." Because you know, there's a point where Elias tonight was or last night was going like talking to his crew. He's like, "Hey, hopefully you can CGI out these blur out these people's faces, and yeah, actually, can yeah. you can you superimpose a more attractive audience audience yeah, over yeah. their faces?" Yeah, no, he he does that every week. He he gets pop for everything he does and says, and then he goes for the cheap heat. Yeah, this in the crowd, but it's awesome. They boo him, but then right after they go back to cheering him. But it comes off. He comes off like genuine. He like you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. He doesn't come off like he's like like a fake like a fake heel. He comes off like a legit like total douchebag. But he, like I said, there's some people who are heels and seem evil. He doesn't seem like an evil heel. No, like he'd be your friend, and then he just says something. Stupid at the like bar. He just, and, but he like, think, oh, Elias. But he thinks he's better than you. Yeah. For sure. So, okay, Elias. Oh, God. You just buy me another beer and shut up. Yeah. So that was Monday Night Raw. That was Monday Night Raw. All right. So uh, before we get out of here today, guys, we do like to give a little birthday shout out. Um, you know, right. I love this. Uh, so there's only one birthday today, and it is, uh, it's, a, it's an indie wrestler. She hasn't made it you know, that big. She's turning 30 years old. She wrestled in Shimmer and I believe Impact. Uh, her name is Marty Bell, but her uh, that's her kayfabe name, but her shoot name, Marty Bell Payano, turns 33 years old today. Huh, or 30 nice. years old, I'm sorry. 30 years old. Not 33. I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me, <laughs> Marty Bell. You, lo- you look 22, so, you, you know, you look good for your age. Uh, guys, For I guess we'll get out of here. I guess, I guess we'll get out of here today. Yeah, yeah. I need to recover because that was a torturous show to watch. All right, that's so true. I need to recharge. That's right. We got SmackDown tonight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Smackdowns are always good. Yeah, it's a refresher. It makes me feel better about the state of the wrestling major leagues. Let's say. Yeah, because you come like it's really hard for me. Like I keep saying, to go back and forth with all these G1 matches for New Japan. Yeah, and then go back and watch WWE like Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, two people who I'm just like I don't give a crap about. Yeah, yeah. I can watch you know Toriano versus you know whoever in new japan and be entertained because like they're legit like just trying to entertain you instead yeah, of just yeah. like no i saw okada white two weeks ago and that was great oh jay white and okada yeah that was yeah. great how was this week i missed this week oh dude, there's, there's been there's been so many it's like every few days there's like three or four days of matches yeah well i'm talking about access Oh, um i don't know on access okay i don't know what they're showing on access i've been following on new japan world that's what it was last week Okay, so I know they're showing like the best of the G one. Yeah, in, in I think they show. Mind. No, well, you know what? They showed like th- they have an hour, so I think they showed three matches. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is like because the G one is like, I think it's like 28 days. Yeah, so yeah. It, it legit is. So instead of 
it actually being like 28 weeks long, uh-huh. they're going to like condense it, yeah, condense it into like yeah. four weeks and then show like yeah. the best matches, yeah, because this is like super round robin tournament style, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say the Omega Ishii match, even though it looked like a violent match, like it seemed dangerous, mm-hmm. um, it was a really good match. Oh, nice, it was really, really good. Um, so check that out if you can check that one out. Yeah, I'm going to check my DVR and see if that's part of the package. There you go. All right, guys. For City Wrestling Radio, I'm Corey Smith. I'm Jose Osegueda. Reach me at City Wrestling J on Twitter. And we will see you tomorrow with Smack It, our SmackDown Live recap and review show. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye-bye.